and welcome to today's episode of In Fellowship, the podcast where we explore community building through a chapter-by-chapter read of The Lord of the Rings. My name is Anna. And my name is Ellen. And in today's episode, we are discussing Book 3, Chapter 5, The White Rider, discussing renewal in community. Okay, Anna, I know, I know, because I, same for me, that we watched the movie before reading the book, correct? I think that's right. Do you recall the first time you watched this movie and were you convinced that the White Rider was Saruman? Let me think. Were you fooled? I don't know that I was. The movie version, though, that I that we saw was not the extended version. So I don't mm-hmm. think that they play up the sort of sightings that we mm-hmm. get in the chapter as much. Right. Nor do I think the, even prior to the sightings, the lore and legend that there's like a, a white wizard who's, mm-hmm. you know, hanging out in the forest. I don't think they play that up as much, or I certainly don't remember it. Mm-hmm. So I don't feel like that was as well, it wasn't as foreshadowed in mm-hmm. the movie as it was in the book. And so thusly, it didn't feel as surprising. Right. What about you? I do not remember a time prior to having watched The Lord of the Rings. Mm. So don't don't remember. But this time, reading it through, I was surprised that it was Saruman who had visited their camp the night before. I did not remember mm-hmm. that. I was like, nope, that was Gandalf. And then Gandalf says, no, that wasn't me. It was Saruman coming to look at you while you sleep. So that was surprising to me. I was I was taken taken off guard there. Well, like, how much time does Saruman have? Mm-hmm. He's got stuff going on. What are you, yes. like, scuttling about in the forest for? Yeah. A phantom of him flitting about from place to place, seeing what's up. Honestly, you have a lot. Go- you have a war to run. Right? I I was thinking about that when I read it, and it sounded almost like a, though it, it certainly was not, like a hologram mm-hmm. of him, you know, where he's like there, but isn't like fully and physically present. Mm-hmm. And so that feels very interesting to me because it's also not like, I didn't understand it to be, he's in the forest himself and like just bebopping around, peeping at people. Mm-hmm. He's actually they're monitoring in a you know pseudo physical presence Mm -hmm. i don't know maybe he's using his orb spoiler right like a projector yeah (laughs) little um spectral projection looking around right lots of yes Mm -hmm. yes 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 i don't know but i was i was fooled i was like no gimli don't worry that's gandalf you'll find out in the next chapter and then the next Mm -hmm. chapter gandalf was like nope not me (laughs) <laughs> i was oh. shook okay <laughs> i don't have a way to uh do a smooth transition and tie that into renewal so i'm just gonna ask do you want to tell your story today about <laughs> renewal in community <laughs> yeah sure <laughs> great take it away <laughs> great okay so My story about renewal in community is something that we've talked a little bit about on the pod previously, I think. So I was running pretty regularly in 
2015, 2016, it was going well. I was fitting it into my day and it wasn't anything too wild. I was running maybe three times a week, short distances, but was really for the first time in my life and certainly in my adult life was really enjoying that as an exercise instead of being, I don't know, penalized in gym class or having to run for tennis or some other sport. And so I was enjoying it a bit more and was certainly reaping some of the rewards of having an outlet um, for my anxious mind. Shortly after I had really gotten back into the habit, we, my partner and I, moved. So we moved to a new location, and my routes were a little disrupted, and then all of a sudden I had really fallen out of the habit, and not by choice or by design, but really I think it kind of fell to the wayside and I wasn't paying as much attention to, to running. And finally, after some time, realized I missed it and wanted to pick it back up again. As I attempted to return to running, um, I started to have this weird pain in my knee. And this would now happen like all of the times that I would run and no one could quite figure out what was going on. I had it x-rayed and all of the joints looked fine, and then I was supposed to go see a physical therapist, but I didn't, and then COVID hit, and it was just like a weird sequence of events that kept me from really diving into why I was having this this pain. And so it, it was only in the last year that I finally went again, got my knee x-rayed, nothing was wrong in the joint, and so then had my doctor make a referral to the physical therapist and actually start... a a training regimen to correct what ultimately was more of a muscle strength issue than it was the knee itself. So now I've been working with this individual to really build a strength base. And just recently, in the last month, I've started to be able to run with some regularity and with very little pain. So I'm really looking forward to and now starting to discuss setting goals with my physical therapist about how often do I want to run, how far do I want to run, and how do I start to build a strength base that will allow me to do that. And what's most exciting about that is that there are a couple of running groups in my local area, one that's hosted through the physical therapist's office and one that was hosted on Facebook that's now taken a hiatus because of COVID, but that would allow me to meet some new people outside of a work context, outside of a, a reading context, something that would maybe call me to be more active and to be accountable to being more active regularly. Um, so I'm looking forward to having some new community outlets open to me if I can sustain my new strength base. But I felt that it was a good parallel, perhaps selfishly, to Gandalf's plight because it was and has been a little bit painful, grueling process. I really do feel a bit renewed and looking back at my former self, you know, I'm really starting to see some of my incidental but still missteps in how I was training my body to run. And now I'm really sort of working to a more regimented designed training program. And that's exciting for me. Yes, you were Anna the Grey, and now you are (laughs) Anna the White. White. I know, I'm so excited. That's just what they used to call me. (laughs) Horrible Gandalf impression. I loved Um, it. I was here for every moment of that. Yes. I like, so in your story, I like that you talk about 
people holding you accountable to this. Mm-hmm. You know, there's nothing like knowing that you're disappointing a running buddy to to get you out of bed in the morning and actually get you out and get you going. Mm-hmm. And I wonder, you know, what parallel we see with with Gandalf here. Does he feel like he is coming back because he's accountable to the company and that he has some unfinished business that he wants to come back and set right? I know. I The return is a bit unclear, especially given that he appears to be or is playing at having some, you know, memory loss or some, like, haziness about mm-hmm. the urgency of the task, the relationships with the the fellowship, now the three hunters, as they were previously dubbed. And so it it does feel like, what is his motivation? And is it really something that he's trying to return to to see through? Or is it more of a, this could have been anybody that's in kind of a dangerous part of the forest or is being tracked by Saruman and he's just kind of stepping in? My hypothesis, because mm-hmm. he, you know, he's forgotten like, yes, that is what they used to call me, mm-hmm. sort of. The, the details that are not key to this task, he has let go. Mm-hmm. So he said it was like lifetimes that he spent under the ground here and then on the, you know, the tallest tower or whatever at the window. Right. So he, it has been a long time for Gandalf since he was he was last here. But I do think that because he's been so connected to these eight companions mm-hmm. now now seven and scattered and the fact that he has spent so long caring for hobbits caring for middle earth doing all of this research you know being the chess master that there there is some of that community responsibility still in him and mm-hmm. he's like i owe it to middle earth to to come back mm-hmm. gandalf the white style and i think he the way that i'm picturing this is like and that's the scene in Willy Wonka where he comes out and he's like, I am old. Oh, and yeah. he, he's like hobbling and then he like trips and does a somersault. Mm-hmm. Like that's the same vibe here. He's like, I'm gray. And I'm an old man. <laughs> but then he like runs up the steps and is like, surprise. Right. So Randy the white. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And like, is he trying to? I, I don't know. It, it also wasn't clear to, to me from the chapter is he playing at or trying to lull them into a false sense of complacency with this play at being like elderly or having Mm -hmm. some mobility concerns or is he doing this all the time that he's like a little bit gaslighting middle earth and being like oh yes the benign old man who lives in the forest like i think that's the vibe i think it's like a little bit silly but then also a little bit like people will overlook me if they think Mm -hmm. i'm a feeble old man true wizened not wizard right they will they will underestimate me and we spoiler alert we see that you know in the future as well and how he you would not part an old man from his walking staff (laughs) right exactly right Uh. so i think i think that's the vibe i also think gandalf is a little bit goofy he is and they kind of he probably thinks this is funny right he says that earlier too you know wizards are kind of like they're quick to anger and they're kind of tricky Mm -hmm. so i think that's perhaps some of the i agree well we've talked we've talked a lot about this chapter but we i have to dive in and now walk us through because it's been it's probably helpful if we if we (laughs) talk about like what we're actually discussing exactly so as you mentioned 
there are there are the three hunters and we we start the chapter with them and they have woken up i love that gimli's cold and he's like swinging his arms around he's like chilly and uh they're looking for traces of the hobbits which aragorn finds they try to riddle out and in classic Legolas fashion, he's like telling jokes at a time where we're trying to be a little bit serious. He's like, and then the hobbits flew away. That's what happened. And Aragorn is like, mm, I don't think so. So they follow these tracks into Fangorn. Aragorn is taking the lead. The other two are falling behind. Legolas is very excited to be in the trees. Gimli is very apprehensive about the feel of the forest. And the three of them, like the hobbits, find it to be too stuffy and musty. And so they climb the hill. Aragorn sees strange marks as they go up the hill. And he's not sure what they are, but he's pretty certain that the hobbits went that way as well. And then this is where the old man comes in. Legolas spots him first, flitting from tree to tree, but not quickly, which was also, I'm like, how fast is this person moving? First he's flitting, then he's hobbling, then he's like running up the stairs. It's unclear to me. Gimli is so certain that it's Saruman. He's trying to get everybody to strike, but their weapons like fly from their hands. And Legolas recognizes him first, even though he's standing like, I think maybe seven feet away from them with just a hood up. They cannot figure out who this person is. And I think he might be doing a little bit of magic to, like, mess up their eyes. Because it's it's unclear to me how else you would not recognize that this is Gandalf. And so we find out it's Gandalf. It's not Saruman. And the four of them debrief on what has happened since Gandalf fell in Moria. We also hear about where the hobbits are now. And Gandalf says that they're safe. They're with Treebeard. He's an Ent. What's an Ent? We don't have time for all of these questions. We gotta move. So he takes charge of the group and says, you know, they're safe. Follow me. We must go to Rohan. And he whistles for the horses. And this solves our final mystery. Where did the two horses go? They found Shadowfax, uh, their horse lord, and were so excited to see him that they ran away. And now the three of them come back and they bear the four riders onto Rohan. And similarly to how our previous chapter ends, this one also ends with a call to battle and war. Okay, I have lots of things to say. Yeah, lay it on me. Perhaps most importantly is the hooded figure and mm-hmm. Aragorn who can literally puzzle out the exact events of the hobbit's capture from like Mm -hmm. one blade of grass and a westward wind and looking Mm -hmm. around cannot figure out who gandalf is and so i had i had thought similarly and it made me think of in in harry potter where they have the spell where you like can't hold something in your mind or you can't like look directly at something and you kind of just like slide past it for Mm -hmm. the grimmauld place Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is like that was the kind of magic I was envisioning that Gandalf did, like on his person, where like you can kind of take in some of the aspects of him, but you couldn't look directly at him and really puzzle out, see him clearly. Right. Because they even say, like, but we saw his eyes, you know, were sharp and keen beneath the hood. And I was like, you saw his whole face. Right. And still were like, could be, could be anybody. Who knows? So, yeah, you're right. It's got to be magic. 
And I'll say, too, that I presume, much like in the movie, that the person of Gandalf is the same face, the same voice, the same body stature, aside Mm -hmm. from his silly playing at an old man, Yes, in both Gandalf the Grey and Gandalf the White. What isn't made clear is possibly there has been some, like, physical transformation as well um, Mm -hmm. from Grey to White, but I honestly don't know, and it's not addressed, and so we're just left to speculate a bit about that. (laughs) It's like, it's like in Aladdin when he just changes his outfit yes. and you're like who is he and it's like it's literally this he's you just put on different clothes um yes i also <laughs> thought about in a cinderella story where she wears like one mask and it's very mm. clearly hillary duff <laughs> like all the time she's got a yes. very specific brand and chad michael mm. murray's just like i don't know who are you such mystery a mystery <laughs> austin ames <laughs> That's a big throwback, so, um... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Never oh my forget. God. Such a classic. A classic. Um, and that is... That is what is happening here, but with magic. Right. So... 100%. Maybe... I don't know. Maybe he has, like, a half-beaded mask on. <laughs> if you thought somebody was dead mm-hmm. you probably wouldn't be like oh that's them mm. you know mm-hmm. like maybe if they had just thought that they would be meeting up with him later they'd be like oh well that's probably gandalf coming in but in their mind it is also impossible mm-hmm. that it's him like this person has fallen into a never-ending pit with like a devil creature and we're never going to see him again he has he has died so i will give them that that maybe. It's just so Im- impossible that it doesn't even cross their mind. But yeah, the mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the silliness that Gandalf brings here really made this chapter fly. All of his riddles. Right. Well, and I mean, the same thing with like Legolas, who's just always mm-hmm. a hair off with yes. his social awareness. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I liked that in particular you called out where he's like, I don't know, perhaps... He turned his arms into wings and flew away, singing into the trees. It should be easy to find him. We only need wings ourselves. Gimli just, like, doesn't even acknowledge it. And he was like, there was sorcery here. We need to deal with that. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, Yeah, what have you to say, Aragorn, to the reading of Legolas? Can you better it? Yes, I mean, that's a low bar to jump over because he was just BSing, like, maybe they flew away. Yeah, and Aragorn responds, like, (laughs) Maybe I could. And I read it as a little bit like that. Like, yeah, I think I could do better than just they grew wings. <laughs> Poor Legolas. Okay, well, we, we've we covered a lot of really important topics since starting yes, we have. The, the episode here. But it might be time now to transition into the theme. Would mm-hmm. you like to walk us through the examples that you brought on Renewal? Absolutely. So the first example that I saw was on page 97. Legolas and Gimli are chatting. They're in Fangorn Forest. And Legolas says of the forest, quote, It is old, very old, said the elf. So old that almost I feel young again as I have not felt since I journeyed with you children. And so throughout the rest of the chapter... 
I will be amused deeply at the shade throwing about who's old and what's old and trying to establish some status and age rank in this group. But he was renewed by sort of this juxtaposition to something that is much older than he. It's not necessarily he's renewed, but his thinking about himself is renewed. Yeah, it does read like a burn when when you say it like that. Like, since traveling with you children. Um, (laughs) Right, right. But yes, he has been renewed. And there are a lot of studies about how I was reading one about a community, uh, like a a living home in Ohio, Mm -hmm. where people above the age of 60 in like a retirement community live with music students from a nearby college Mm -hmm. and how it really it improves everybody's quality of life Mm -hmm. the music students do performances and they get to you know chat with the older people who live there and one of the students mentioned how it's like having a bunch of grandparents Mm -hmm. just living with you and taking an interest in you And so I like this call of like, I am older, I have wisdom, and yet I am also renewed by the vigors of youth. Mm -hmm. Which is hilarious because Aragorn's 90, so. Right. (laughs) Right. I don't know who's youthful here, but somebody is. It's a sliding scale in this group. It really really is a sliding scale. Right. From like immortal to octogenarian. (laughs) Right. Okay, so the next one is kind of the core of Gandalf. His his reemergence, I should say. So on page 102 into 103, Gandalf is sort of talking about, yes, it is me, and I'm different now. And the quote in particular is, I have passed through fire and deep water since we parted. I have forgotten much that I thought I knew and learned again much that I had forgotten. So I like that quote in particular because I think we get and we do get much more detail about exactly that fire and exactly that deep water. But I did like that thought about there are materials that you are passing through that change you and renew you and that sometimes you have to then reorient to what you had forgotten, what you thought you knew, and that really that to me feels like something that a community can be really helpful in is reminding you of the things that you need to know even as you yourself change. Yeah, I feel like this is... Okay, bear bear with me on this metaphor. Mm, mm-hmm. But it's like Gandalf went through some sort of wizard puberty <laughs> and he now has like... <laughs> You know, like when you're going through that yourself and you really need like the support, not only of your peers, but of people Mm -hmm. like your parents who have been through it themselves and know it. Mm -hmm. And now I feel like he's coming through this and is having the support of his his community, his company of Mm -hmm. of the the seven remaining companions. I think that's a really apt metaphor because so much is growing and changing all at once that For Mm -hmm. a long time where maybe you've been keeping pace with your peers or an age group is much more, they move more in lockstep. It feels Mm -hmm. like once you hit that stage, it's like, and now all hell breaks loose. Yes. (laughs) Anybody's doing anything. Who knows what's happening next? Right. And so I, you know, I think about it could be a summer, right? So someone goes to a, you know, a sleepaway camp and comes back and they're like six inches taller and tanner and now they've got braces. Like you could look like Mm -hmm. an entirely different person and it happens in such a short period. I think what's important here is that for 
Legolas, Gimli, and Aragorn, it does really feel like, oh my gosh, we just, like, this just happened. We were still kind of, like, fresh in our grief for your loss. And Gandalf is, like, the kid who went to some out-of-state camp and is coming back. He's like, I've lived a hundred lifetimes. A hundred lives. I'm new. You You can call me G now. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Which I say to be facetious, but, like, there also is Mm -hmm. merit, you know, in that kind of remaking of yourself, especially when you have to endure these things. So for Mm -hmm. our folks... If we have listeners who are in your teen years, I am not mocking you. I am mocking me very specifically as I think about Mm -hmm. (laughs) those changes. Okay, so then I saw another example on page 107. So again, Legless trying to assert his age and is saying, quote, If I were to meet one still walking in this world, meaning an ent, If I were to meet one still walking in this world, then indeed I should feel young again. Legolas is like, y'all, I am ancient. And this person, this Ent, is making me feel as though I am just a newborn baby chick. A spring chicken. A spring chicken. But I do think that that holds, and, and to our conversation that we had in our last episode, having friendships that aren't maybe exactly in your peer group or that can help juxtapose what feels immediate or urgent or critical in your world, having someone who's already gone through that or who has more years on you or more experience on you can help ground you a little bit. And I think mm-hmm. in some degree, that's what Legolas is kind of reckoning with here. Yeah. That's sweet because it might be the very first real parallel we've seen between Legolas and Sam. Sam, Mm -hmm. for a long Mm -hmm. time, thought of elves in kind of the same way that Legolas is thinking of Ents. And so it really is the first time that you see him maybe not as knowledgeable. And I think that's Mm -hmm. a nice that's a nice parallel where otherwise they feel like entirely different with no overlap kind of personalities. Right. But now he has some youthful exuberance. Right. Okay, then the next example was on the next page, page 108. The quote is Gandalf talking about the awakening of the Ents. He says, quote, A thing is about to happen which has not happened since the Elder Days. The Ents are going to wake up and find that they are strong. And I thought the renewal there is twofold. One, the Ents have maybe not been awake or awake in the same way since the Elder Days, so it's kind of a callback to a previous time, but also that their strength is going to be perhaps renewed. So Gandalf almost seems to be insinuating that there is some sort of rest that's occurred for the Ents and that this is going to be a sort of unprecedented show of strength. I also think that he's talking here about the Ents as a group. It's Mm -hmm. like maybe a couple of individual ones have been awake and walking around, but now all of them, like all the Ents, they will, not an Ent, the Ents will wake up and find that they are strong. Mm -hmm. It's like they're, they're renewing their bonds of community. They haven't done a group activity since they were looking for the wives, Mm -hmm. and now they're going to come together and... (laughs) Tackle Isengard. They haven't made one lanyard. They haven't had one book club. (laughs) 
since the end one went missing and now they yes. are getting back together they're all remembering mm-hmm. their old nicknames and reminiscing back in town exactly right then there are two examples that i'd like to talk through with you because i'm not quite sure how on theme they are mm-hmm. i'm ready sister mine okay so the first one is maybe a bit literal Gandalf is discussing his ongoing fight with the Balrog. And as a part of that, he talks about being on Durin's tower. And there was a lonely window. And he's like stepping out, as I imagine it, onto some sort of like new platform. And out he sprang, quote, meaning the Balrog. And even as I came behind, he burst into new flame. So he's kind of renewing himself, this Balrog, in this these continual iterations of battling. And it seems like he's, he's renewing his strength or his force. What are your mm-hmm. takes on that? Because they use new flame it does make me think that there is there's an added level of renewal here beyond just like he got wet and then dried out and could light on fire <laughs> again because that's that's kind of what i thought because mm-hmm. gandalf talks about how they like go through water and it's like well now we're slimy mm-hmm. <laughs> is it the slaying of the balrog that renews gandalf's strength because if that's the case, mm-hmm. then I do think it's just he was wet and dried out. But if somehow their journey has been the thing that is the, the renewal of Gandalf, mm-hmm. then what you could draw the parallel that also here the Balrog has new strength. Right. Here's how I kind of imagine it. You're playing a video game. There's like this major boss that you need to defeat. Mm-hmm. And at the end, your energy is depleted, but you get to like level up for that Mm -hmm. effort and so i'm not sure if it's like the balrog itself or it's like that expensive energy is what renews gandalf but Mm -hmm. it's it's clear that that's what's happening throughout the chapter as he describes this battle what's less clear to me is is the balrog getting stronger to try and like match the skill and strength of gandalf as they continue to to fight i don't know I feel like no, mm-hmm. because the Balrog was cast down to smote in his ruin. He never got any of the extra life points and did not did not level up, but stayed as is. Gandalf's he defeated the Balrog as the gray, and then went into the darkness and came back as the white. Right, he got his badge. He got his badge. Mm-hmm. As an as like as an Eagle Scout, he is now yes. a... got the Balrog badge and now he gets to wear a new color. That's right. Similarly, on page 114, Gandalf is talking to Shadowfax and says, quote, It is a long way from Rivendell, my friend, he said, but you are wise and swift and come at need. Far let us ride now together and part not in this world again. And it's that again that I'm hung up on. I'm not sure if that means that there was some level of commitment to one another that's now been renewed. Or if he's just saying it wasn't great that we weren't together because I needed to get places quickly and you're a pretty dope horse. So like, 
let's not do that mm-hmm. again. I'm not quite sure how he means that. I took it as somewhere in between. Mm. This is now the first formal commitment of, you know, I do not intend to do anything without you again. Mm-hmm. Before, their skills and goals didn't align. Mm. Shadow facts would have been zero help, really, on the journey with the nine companions. He can't carry nine people. They weren't trying to go fast. They were trying to go secretly. Couldn't have helped him fight the Balrog. Like, they were... It was the right horse with the wrong time. <laughs> and now it's the right time. To me, this is like, this is the first... We had parted before, but now I'm ready to, like, commit. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's helpful. So those were my examples. Did you have any talking with Tolkien quotes? With tallers? Yes, with tallers. Chit-chat with tallers. Yes, I have two. Mm-hmm. The first one is Legolas being contemplative on page 99. Few can foresee whither their road will lead them till they come to its end. And that's one of those things that's just, you know, glaringly true once you hear it. But Mm -hmm. you might not be thinking about that in your day to day. You think you can make all these plans and set this goal. But actually, the the path probably won't be clear until you've already walked it. Mm Mm-hmm. The one that really stuck out to me is on 98. And I liked it because I thought it drew so completely the line around this company as a community and showed their ties. Mm-hmm. And the quote is, from it's, from it's from Gimli, and then Aragorn speaks. Gimli begins, If we do not find them soon, we shall be of no use to them, except to sit down beside them and show our friendship by starving together. And this is talking about the hobbits. And Aragorn responds, if that is indeed all we can do, then we must do that. Mm -hmm. That quote, I don't know that I agree with it because to me it seems a little bit like the put on your own air mask before you assist somebody else Mm -hmm. from a practical standpoint. But from a value standpoint and showing what matters to you and how you value this relationship... I, I really admired Aragorn being like, we have got to do whatever we can to find these people. They are a part of our group and we're, we're going to press on at any cost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think your point is well made about it puts them in community together in a way that we maybe haven't seen explicitly stated before. And I think mm-hmm. it also offers a bit more equality between the parties. Whereas previously, I think... Legolas, Gimli, and Aragorn for their skills, for their experience, perhaps for their age, are really knowledgeable. And the hobbits were looked at as kind of children, just vessels to carry the ring Mm -hmm. to its final resting place, essentially. Um, And now we see Aragorn making a very explicit shift from, and I don't know that Aragorn ever was paternalistic, but from that more one directional relationship Mm -hmm. to now this is a, a symbiotic task that we're all trying to achieve and we'll do it together we are brothers in arms and we will we will do it as a group or not at all right what quotes did did you find from the from the chapter i found two and they are on adjacent pages that makes it really easy page 104 this one's kind of silly gandalf being funny and he says quote 
No, for I was talking aloud to myself. A habit of the old. They choose the wisest person present to speak to. The long explanations needed by the young are wearying. <laughs> so again, there's a lot of shade in this chapter about who's old and who isn't yes. and who needs things explained to them. And I also thought there was a little bit of truth to that where there's maybe an urgency in youth that means you do more talking than you do listening. Mm-hmm. That could be, perhaps, certainly in Gandalf's experience, is wearisome for someone who has gone through this all before and is like, I know, you don't need to. <laughs> I shouldn't have to explain this to you. I've already done this. <laughs> don't you worry about a thing. Okay, and then the other one that I have is much more somber in tone, and that's mm-hmm. on page 105. Gandalf is talking about Saruman and Saruman's increasing strength. And he says, quote, yet a treacherous weapon is ever a danger to the hand. I likened this quote to when you're like working in the kitchen. If you have a dull Mm -hmm. knife, that dull knife can often be more dangerous to you than a a very sharp, very precise for the fact that it is dull and you have to work a lot harder to cut things. It kind of read that way to me where... A treacherous weapon is going to be more danger to the person wielding it than to whomever it had been turned against, maybe originally. Mm-hmm. It also reminds me of the quote that we talked about last episode and how Treebeard is really mad at Saruman's treachery. Mm-hmm. And now we're seeing it's it's serving him ill in every direction. Mm-hmm. Like the trees feel betrayed by him. They're coming for him. And now we're wor- Sauron is worried that he's been betrayed and for good reason. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's causing strife in every direction. Right. His lust for power is mutually exclusive to his, any previously established relationships. Mm-hmm. Burn it all down. That's right. So those are my two quotes. Kind of ended on a on a bummer note. <laughs> a bummer for for Saruman, fool that he is. Okay, well, thank you for for that discussion. We've covered everything from the proper disguise when trying to hide your identity mm-hmm. to the treachery of neighbors. So we've really we've covered the the breadth of humanity, in my opinion. Mm. And with that, I'd love to hear what your action item is along today's theme and how it will help us build community. Well, and little did you know, you kind of teased what my action item was earlier in our conversation. Gasp. So, it's a two-parter. First part, pick up something that you've started and set back down. So, be it a hobby, a book, something, pick it back up again. This is the sign. This is you being told to, to return to that. And then the second part is to find an accountability partner. Mm. Find someone who will hold you accountable, cheer you on for your successes, um, but make sure that you reach that next goal that you're setting for yourself. I love that and 100% agree that the accountability partners mean everything. Having somebody who can help you achieve your goal by reminding you of what it is, it's incredibly important. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Today's podcast was brought to you by Lady Galadriel's Garden Maze and Table Game Emporium. Get your personalized cryptic foreboding riddles here. Our music is by Robert Zahn and Simon Dom. 
If you have thoughts on today's episode or homework assignment, send us a voicemail or email at infellowshippodcast at gmail.com. You can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Remember to take care of your community, stay hydrated, and thank you for joining us today in fellowship. Or, you know, me and that story I told about how I changed dramatically in the three months that I spent at college yes. as an 18 year old. I was like, I'm new, I'm different. <laughs> Which is like, it was both true and funny. Yes. Um, <laughs> so that's Gandalf now. He's gone away. He's lived away from home for right. a month and a half, and we barely recognize him. His yeah. voice is dropped, his hair is white, who knows? Yeah, yeah, it's all, it's all different. Oh my god, I was going to say something, and then Austin ate, but Austin Aves just b- blew anything else from my mind. This is now a Cinderella Story spin-off podcast, where we talk yes. way too in-depth about one movie from the early aughts. I have a lot of thoughts. <laughs> <laughs>